It's time for the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole, the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty, serving you throughout the triangle, teaching you about the ins and outs when it comes to buying or selling a home. You can find the team online by going to acolerealty.com. That's A-C-O-L-E, realty.com, or by calling 919-578-3128. That's 919-578-3128. And now it's time for one of the top Realtors in the triangle, Angie Cole and the Savvy Realtor Podcast. All right, Angie, so the National Association of Realtors Vice President of Demographics and Behavioral Insights, it's a long title, Mm -hmm. uh, published some interesting observations and findings identifying seven behaviors of clients, and these behaviors are emerging during the pandemic. And so are you, you know, seeing some of these things locally, uh, some of these behaviors, are they good things, bad things? Uh, We'll just kind of attack it from all different angles here. Uh, So first takeaway was that buyers are rushing. Uh, Last year, buyers looked at an average of nine homes before making an offer, and that number is now down to just three or four. I'm curious, is that jive with kind of what you've seen over the last couple of months? A hundred percent. But it's more where we are educating our buyers, our clients, on understanding our local market and there being very limited inventory. So when a home hits the market, you know, they are jumping on it quicker than I would say normal to make an offer. Also, you know, the availability of homes, they're not as great. And so there might not be nine homes to look at, right, that meet their needs and their criteria. So uh, we are seeing that buyers are looking at fewer homes, and they're also understanding, you know, the urgency as far as moving forward on a home with an offer if they they like that home. You know, if they find the perfect home that fits them, there's no waste in time. You can't go and now look at 10 other homes and come back to it because that home will be gone. So yeah, it's a, it's a super strong seller's market with low inventory, and buyers need to understand that if they are going to actively be in the market and look for a home. So it's not so much um, the, the data may th- lead you to think that buyers are rushing, but you're saying it's not rushing in really a bad way. It's just rushing in a smart way. It's in it's urgent. It's urgency, yeah. not so much rushing, because I think rushing exactly. implies like they're not thinking it through. Right. And going to have like buyer's remorse and regret it. You know, we're not running into that in in any way, but, you know, we're doing our part to really educate our clients to help them understand the current market state that we're in because we don't want them to be disappointed or upset with us if they fall in love with a home, but then they drag their feet. Sure. And they lose out on that home. So um, I would just say with the limited inventory, you know, buyers are not looking at as many homes. And they're also probably, you know, making that decision a little bit quicker to move forward with an offer, knowing that, hey, it, it's a it's a definitely a seller's market. And if you want to potentially get that home, you better move forward on it quickly. You know, sleeping on it overnight isn't necessarily an option a lot of times. It's a great point. Also, Angie, another takeaway here, shifting wish lists. Now, we've kind of dabbled already talking about this on previous uh, episodes of the show. Uh, 65% of buyers, which I find interesting, that seems a little high, uh, say their search criteria hasn't changed due to the pandemic. However, uh, of the other 35%, they checked several boxes of new things that they're looking for, how their wish lists have changed in looking for a home. The top vote getters, yeah, I think they all have some connection to the pandemic for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one was needing a home office. Um, that was a 25% box that was checked um, by those respondents. 
Space for accommodating a family member or pet was second, along with just a larger sized house in general. Again, more space being the theme. Then next was a bigger yard for growing a garden. And then they had it as two separate checkboxes. And so then right behind that one was a bigger yard for exercising. So mm-hmm. bigger yard definitely checks the box. Um, all of those definitely seem related to uh, the COVID situation yeah. and all seem related to, uh, I want more space. <laughs> yep, yep. No, and, and we are seeing these things, especially you mentioned like needing a home office. Um, There's so many individuals out there who used to be required to go into an office every day, um, who now are actually required and forced to work at home. But then long term, you know, the companies, they are going that route. You know, they realize that, you know what, a brick and mortar is no longer needed. You know, we can let others, you know, our company and our employees work from home. So having that designated office has been something of priority for a lot of our home buyers. Um, And then you also mentioned, you know, just needing a larger space in general. You know, it, it can really make you realize maybe how unsuitable your home is or how small and cramped it can feel when we were forced to be in our homes all the time, right? I know a lot of us are starting to get out a lot more, but still, I know it has um, allowed people to kind of open up their eyes to what's really important to them when it comes to their home and, you know, more usable backyard space. Um, it's it's funny, I, uh, I can't believe we've been trying to search for bikes uh, for the longest time, for like months now. Do you know that you cannot buy a bike anywhere? Really? Are you serious? Uh, oh, it's crazy. After my husband, it, this week, he finally found himself a bike by like working out a deal <laughs> with a guy. Um, but yeah, no bikes are wow. available. People that are putting so, in pools. I'm, I'm like, hmm, so Connie's bike uh, here that's been sitting in the garage for might be worth years something. might be worth something. I know, right. I know. I feel the same <laughs> thing about my personal bike too. Um, but uh. yeah, like we just wanted a bike for him and our daughter to, you know, maybe take to the beach and not have to drag it back and forth. So just get something, you know, just cheaper, like a beach bike. And right. No, nope, right. they don't exist. How about um, that? Also, uh, pools. You know, pools were one of those things in the past where, you know, hey, a home has a pool. What's the true value? Eh, you know, mm-hmm. not, not. you know, it was really hard to put a, a dollar sign, I guess, on a pool. But, you know, pools have been, become, you know, something of priority for a lot of home buyers. Again, just, you know, other activities that you can do at your home, larger we, backyards. We, we got in just under the wire on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sure did. You sure did. Um, so it's just, it's amazing all of these, you know, outdoor items and activities. You know, we, we laugh when we go to the beach, we were actually talking to the golf cart. You know, there's a local golf cart place and the owner there. And he said this is the busiest year he's ever had. I can imagine. Um, yeah. yeah. He, you know, golf carts are already rented out a month in advance. Um, also, as far as sales go. Um, so anything outdoorsy is just it's taken up, you know, because we have been forced to stay at home, just find things to do on an outdoor basis. So that's all then leading into what people are looking for in their home. And so we're seeing people like in New York and D.C. actually who are moving and relocating to our area. We're actually getting a lot of calls of people that are looking to relocate. They're, you know, tired of being kind of, you know, pent up in smaller spaces where there's a higher outbreak of the COVID and they're looking to move to areas that are more rural, more spread out. Um, So, you know, from the COVID, we're seeing a lot of changes as far as location wise that people are considering when it comes to buying a new home and just their actual home in general. That's pretty cool and uh, interesting. Yeah, I wonder if there will really be that mass 
exodus of people from the big cities and especially maybe from northern areas kind of moving down into and that's been a long time trend of uh, northerners coming into north carolina and i don't mean that to sound like a you know coming in here and messing yeah. things up kind of thing although i <laughs> right. know lots of neighborhoods have fun jabbing at each other uh, for those kinds of things in a, in a right. good, good-hearted way um but yeah they'll bring with them different you know a- attitudes about things and feelings and desires about homes and i'm sure that's going to over a long period of time have kind of a, an interesting effect on the market so it'll be interesting to watch all those things but yeah shifting wish lists i think will be the name of the game for a while and then you know if a vaccine comes out angie and uh the world gets back to normal in a quick way you know those wish lists may not take long to shift back in other directions sure yeah most definitely that's uh, sort of always happening it's just been amplified and maybe happening quicker than normal due to the pandemic. So interesting takeaway there. We're going through these real estate behaviors that are possibly changing during the pandemic. Another one that was identified uh, by this National Association of Realtor Executive was uh, less concern over commutes. I mean, that would make yeah. sense. That's kind of common sense on that one. Yeah, we are seeing a lot more people that are, um, you know, the the driving distance to, for example, their work is not as important. They're like, you know, we're working from home. We can pretty much work anywhere where we have high speed internet. I get that all the time, actually. You know, all, what's important to us is we have strong internet because I will be working from home. So yeah, the yep. commute is less important. We can get a little further from the city centers, but still close enough to where we can get that good internet. That's the, yeah. that, that'll be the key balance. Um, exactly. Any, any smaller town on the outskirts of the uh, triangle right now that are looking to grow, invest in some internet infrastructure. And there you uh, go. I imagine you'll be in pretty, be set. pretty good shape for future growth. That's for sure. But that's got to be good news for your for your Nightdales and your Fuquay Varinas and you know some of the, the smaller communities that dot around the triangles. I mean, that's just going to be probably more growth and, and more increase in property values for those kinds of places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all good news there. Uh, multi-generational households might become more common. It was proposed yeah. by... Uh, this uh, executive. Perhaps there's a temporary increase here, Angie. I don't know. Do you really think that would turn into a a long-term trend of kind of, I know people want to feel like if they've had family on opposite end of the coast, they want to move closer to family. And yeah. We're all feeling that pinch of not being close to family right now, but I don't know if we're all moving in together necessarily. Yeah, you know, multi-generational households has actually already been a common, uh, you know, just uh, home style um, that we've seen that, you know, a lot of builders are actually building that type of product and, you know, floor plan layout as well. So, I mean, I've already seen that be, you know, something that, hey, you know, eventually maybe my parents might, you know, move in. Maybe it's not an immediate, but we want to be set up in case that happens. Happens. So, you know, I don't know that it's increasing in any way. I, I think that market was already here. So I really haven't seen that it's been now a must. Um, you know, here and there, people mention it, um, but I don't think it's necessarily driven by COVID. Yeah, that's interesting. So it's just sort of one that's already been going and yeah. uh, maybe a, a small in- uptick there, but it was a trend that was already in place in ways. Okay. Good to know. Uh, another one, pets could drive purchasing decisions. Almost half of survey respondents to one particular survey say they would be willing to move to better accommodate their pet. I mean, it's not too far of a stretch of the imagination. I mean, I wonder if they're thinking even like beyond, I need a home with a fenced-in yard. Like, are we thinking where the, the, they yeah. want it to be near a dog park or in a good neighborhood to walk in? Actually, Maybe. I take this back. We ma- we made these considerations. Obviously, the fenced-in yard was a thing, but yeah. we al- we almost didn't buy the house we did because it's not in a neighborhood. We're we're just kind of on a on a street, 
and it's not, and, and we like to take the dogs on much longer walks than just like up and down the street. And so we do miss that. That's the only thing about our current location. We do miss being connected to a larger neighborhood just to make sense. the walking easy. We always have to drive yeah. somewhere to go for a walk, you know? Right. Um, so, I, you know, I can and see I, that playing in to account. Yeah, I, I just, I don't think that that's something that's, again, a, a driving force because of COVID, though. Um, I feel like that's a decision you would have made anyways. You know, like you, for example, with buying your home, you mentioned those things, but that was before COVID. So I, I think we do take those things into consideration. I know, you know, the idea, for example, if I was living, even if I was single, but living in a condo or kind of more of an apartment set up with a dog, I mean, that just sounds horrible to me, you know, yeah. you know, I, I want to be able to open my back door, let the dog run, you know, let yeah. it be a fenced in yard. So um, I, I don't know if necessarily that's something that we've seen, uh, you know, an increase or uptake in uh, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that's just a norm. The only thing I can think of could also be just explained for other reasons, and that would be the home office thing. Uh, yeah. Having a home office or maybe a property that's disconnected for the home office from the main, you know, living quarters so that you don't have that dog, you know, photobombing you on Zoom calls or barking in the background of a sales call and, the, you know, those kinds of things. Right. Uh, that can that's be true. that can be a benefit. That uh, is true. Although I can say, Angie, that uh, as someone who even has that detached space, and I know a few other coworkers of mine who have that detached space where we do our interviews and do our work, we bring the dogs with us anyway. So. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Um, might, so it's not necessarily that you have to have your home set up a specific exactly. way. Because, yeah. You, you, you miss them and you want to bring them over anyway right. in many cases. Yeah. That's so funny. Uh, it depends on the dog, I'm sure. Uh, mine usually just sleep for the entire time I'm over here, but every once in a while if they hear something beeping down the driveway in the middle of a, of a show or an interview, they'll, they'll go, woo. You know, go crazy. So, but we can edit that out. So it's okay. Um, So anyway, you might hear an occasional Dakota or Gracie bark here on the show (laughs) at some point. That's okay. That's okay. Um, I think think it's become the norm and more acceptable, right? Right. Kids and animals um, just during the pandemic because we are all working from home. So I, you know, as long as you... I, I think make someone aware in the beginning, like, "Hey, I have my kid in the background." Yeah, they're like, "No big deal." You now, know, it, now it, I it's don't even ask or acceptable. clarify. Like, you hear yeah. noise in the background, you're just like, "Whatever, that's life," yep. you know. Yep. And so, I think we're exactly. all on board with it these days. Um, it's more so if it's distracting to you as the person trying to perform your duties, then that's where you've got that's to uh, take right. some responsibility to fix your situation a little bit. Exactly. But interesting one for sure. All right, another one. Uh, prepare for a first-time buyer wave. Now, this is interesting because, and also that's not really a behavior, um, so I don't know why that's on the list, but it was on the list, so we'll talk about it. It seems to go counter to some other things that we've talked about just in the last couple of weeks, Angie, about how things might become harder for first-time home buyers in the future. But this uh, National Association of Realtor Executive, who you know is probably going to always try and look on the bright side of things, is saying that there are some other studies that are showing that actually we might see first-time home buyers, uh, you know, jumping in. People who have been living in rental situations with roommates might finally get tired of that yeah. and move into yep. the homeownership realm. So I guess that's the box that they're checking into why we might see a first-time home buyer wave. But exactly. they might be facing some obstacles. Um, like we've talked about on other shows. Well, and, you know, in our market here in the Triangle, we actually have um, a very younger, I guess, generation of first-time home buyers. Um, and so, I mean, just overall, I think the average age in the Triangle here is actually at a much lower rate versus some other areas. But, uh, I mean, I do agree here with seeing like a wave of just more first-time home, home buyers or just a larger number just because of the apartment, you know, atmosphere when, you know, or during the pandemic, you know, the biggest thing is their amenities aren't open. 
you know, so those things that maybe you did to get away and just get out of your space, you know, you can't even go to the gym, you can't go and hang out in the local, you know, hangout area or play pool or go to the, the you know, go to the pool, you know, so I, I think that's forcing, you know, younger, the younger generation to look at, you know, maybe owning my own home, maybe it's time. So um, yeah, I, I do think that there's going to be and that there has been an uptake in first time home buyers purchasing a home. And they do have the benefit of still the low interest rates. So if people can take advantage of that um, while it lasts, that's fantastic too. By the way, if you are thinking about um, buying a home in the near future, it might be a great idea to pick up Angie Cole's Home Buying Guide. It's a really great resource for anybody who's thinking about buying a home. It's especially helpful for first-time home buyers, although it's also good if it's just been a while since your last home purchase. The guide walks you through important terms and things to know about buying a home and familiarizes you with the process. Uh, it's just an easy guide to kind of have at your hand. Give it a read over if you're kind of dabbling in that home buying world at the moment or might in the near future. You can get it right now by texting the word CONTRACT to the number 555-888. Again, text the word CONTRACT to the number 555-888, and you can get Angie Cole's Home Buying Guide. All right, last item and last takeaway that was on this uh, real estate behaviors list uh, of things that are happening because of the pandemic was this idea that people might stay in their homes less. And I found this interesting, Angie. Recent years have seen the average stay in a home lengthened to about a decade. Uh, which is longer than the traditional. You kind of hear, I feel like that's been, when we first started this show a couple of years ago, I remember us talking about that stat of, oh, you know, people usually stay in their home for about six years on average. Well, in reality, the last couple of years, that's been increasing to a decade of amount of time people staying in their homes. But all of these changing real estate behaviors and things like that that we've talked about so far mean people might be ready to jump ship a little bit faster. You kind of feel mm -hmm. like that's going to happen. I do, I do. I, I think people might get, bored, <laughs> a little bit of boredom of uh, their their home and just realizing what they do and do not like about their home, the changes they want to see made. Um, so I could see people where they're forced to be in their homes more than decide to, you know what, let's sell this home, let's get a new one. So just looking maybe for some change and some excitement in their lives. That's a great point. Well, again, if you're thinking about buying a home in the near future, pick up that home buying guide. All you have to do is text the word contract to the number 555-888. Helpful tidbits and information there for home buyers. Text the word contract to the number 555-888. You can also get in touch with Angie directly by calling or texting her at 919-538-6477. Again, text or call 919-538-6477 to get in touch and talk about buying your next home. You've been listening to the Savvy Realtor Podcast. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Angie Cole. She's the owner and broker in charge of A. Cole Realty here in the Triangle. And if you have questions for Angie, we invite you to go online to acolerealty.com. Listen to past podcast episodes on the website, read the blog and all the great information, including the option to find a home right there on the website. That's acolerealty.com. And you can also call Angie with your questions, 919-578-3128. Did you know that Angie Cole also has a radio show? Tune into The Savvy Realtor, Saturdays at noon on 106.1 FM WTKK.